What is up, you guys? This is Buzz, Candid, and Critical. My name is Brian. My name is Milo. I'm Beto. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about Little Miss Sunshine, which is the movie I chose. And also, this is season two. Let's go. Let's go. Another season, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, Milo, you want to start off with the uh, synopsis and all that stuff, the good stuff? Well, before we get into the, uh, I just want to say what we're drinking right now. We're keeping we're keeping it light today. I didn't really want to drink any craft beer. It's hot we're keeping it in chill. California right now. It's humid. So right now we're drinking a Vizzy Hard Seltzer Variety Pack Number Two. And and honestly, what I know Chris hasn't tasted it yet, but these aren't bad. I feel like they're just slightly above White Claws in terms of flavor. Five percent too, by the way. Yeah. God damn. That's pretty it's high. It's just 5%. Yeah. And it also has vitamin C. And antioxidants. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Come on. Sponsor us, please. No sponsor us, <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. They had, a, they had another variety pack that was like watermelon, like with other fruits, and it looked good, but I was like, that might be too overwhelming, so I got to ease us into these Vizzies. But yeah, these are good. They're really good. They're really good. But yes, Chris, oh, wow. Little Miss... <laughs> Tastes little Miss, like... Go ahead. Like a gummy bear or something, dude. <laughs> I don't feel like they're too too sweet. No, no, no. No, it, I'm not saying they're sweet. I'm just saying that, like it's they're good. They're good. It's like a it's like a gummy bear melted. They put it next to the seltzer water, <laughs> and then it just diffused just, into just the water. It diluted into the water. Yeah, in a good way, not a bad way. But um, so yeah, some vitamin C with it. Shut the fuck up. Gotta get your vitamins in. Hey, uh, yo, so yeah. you wanted to talk about little miss sunshine and you had been wanting to talk about it for a while a while why did you choose this movie chris i i, I think this movie a lot of people could take from it it like no you didn't like, want to be a loser I you mean, didn't want to be a quitter that's what you didn't want to be huh <laughs> take it from the man himself <laughs> so i seven so, easy steps so um, nine nine easy oh, steps. Nice. so um maybe ten it, it it talks about like a lot of different things about accepting yourself and it's about also depression and it and it just like hits more hard at home because like it's like you know spoilers alert by the way you know like no one really wins in the movie other than the daughter and it's like kind of like you have to you gotta like and but like they still found a way to make life go on and be happy even though they didn't win so it, it's something that everyone could take from you know and it, I, I feel like every every one of them was a winner in the end you know even then i've uh even though they didn't get to you know, obviously, one being colorblind, you know, the son, uh, the dad not being able to, of course, sell those books because of that, uh, of uh, Mr. Walter White. Mr. Not Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, the the mom being, you know, being super stressed, trying to make uh, every ends meet. She just wants to be there for her daughter, which yeah, she's just trying to be a good mother, but I, I don't mean, think I, she realizes. And a grandpa just croaking. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the grandpa was real as fuck. Yeah, yeah. he was you the know, only, he's he, the only one that like, I, like that was like, who had like an, he was control of his life because <laughs> yeah, like, like the aside, way he lived his life. from the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he mentioned to everybody like, live your life. You know, that make sure that, uh, don't wait. You know, I, do, I do those he's things. He's the winner of this movie, honestly. Oh, he's the real like, he's winner. The biggest winner. Also, the daughter is too. You know, like yeah. even though she didn't win, she still like. She went out and did her thing. Yeah, you know. And she felt better about it in the end. I'm still questioning, you know, Grandpa's decision of the dance. So, <laughs> still kind of still. Come on, he was probably that. like from the fucking. He probably grew up during that cocaine Rick James era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to a little girl. True. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into that in a yeah. later scene. But well, um, I think at the end of the day, this movie is actually a movie about losers, right? When we live in a system in which there's uh, winners and losers, there's going to be more losers. And at the end of the day, this movie is talking about how to live happily as a loser. Because I don't think anyone really takes any real doves in this in this uh, movie. I'm not a loser. No, yeah, no, no, no one, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one, no one won at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know, you win some. Hey, you, you know, the, you win some, you lose what? some. You know? <laughs> well, you lose most of them, actually. I lost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we're talking about Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, it came out in 2006. Directed by Valerie Ferris and Jonathan Dayton. Yeah. Now, we already got Chris's perspective about this movie, but I want to get other people's perspective. I know, Brian, this was your first time seeing it. What did you think about it? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, what? This movie came out in... Uh, 2006. Yeah, yeah, 2006. And I remember seeing a trailer um, when I was small, but, like, I, it was weird. It was very vague. And um, I think at the time, I wasn't really focused onto that. I think it was just really just skateboarding and all that. Um, but uh, when uh, Chris had mentioned it, it kind of opened, like, that little nostalgia door of like me being able to see the commercial again i'm like oh i always wonder what that movie was about and um it, it's it's all it's a really good movie that's gonna more than the more than likely i'm gonna how do i say um we'll, we'll view it multiple times yeah you know as, as far as for just to remember like you know you're not always gonna plan things as what you expect it and you just gotta roll with it you know, rolling and, with the punches. And might I add, this is the shortest movie we've talked about. Thank God. Honestly. Short, but very impactful. To the point, definitely. Yeah. What about your thoughts, Beto? Well, um, I was very surprised on how good this really sad movie made me feel. Because this movie is sad. It, it throws punches. It Just, starts off fucking sad. Yeah. Too, shit. There's bad stuff after bad stuff after bad stuff happening. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, damn, I feel good, bro. I'm, I'm not feeling as suicidal today as I used to. Which is, I think, something the movie does really well. It makes you feel good about life. Absolutely. I know I had seen this movie, too, when I was younger. But I never really looked at the deeper meaning of it. Because obviously, when you're younger, you haven't gone through a lot. And that's also another thing that's very that's uh emphasizing this movie it's you have to go through struggle in life for you to actually get anything out of it and even later it's emphasized by a, uh, and we'll get into the characters right now uh steve carell's character uncle frank it's like you have to struggle in life you know but mm -hmm. um as we're getting into the a little brief synopsis a family determined to get their young daughter into the finals of a beauty pageant take a cross-country trip in their VW bus. Yeah, that's basically it. Dude, that's literally the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Dude, that bus plays a big character. And yeah. especially it helps shape the family into like a... Like, uh, it like brings them together. It's like the one thing. Yeah, what, what, what was the symbol behind the bus again? It was There was like some sort of symbol that like the bus represents something. Well... The thing about it is that since the at some point the 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 band kind of breaks a little bit and the only way to get it started is by getting the whole family to push it together so uh i think it's kind of a motif it's saying that uh like the only way these people can move forward in life together is if they're doing it together uh, it's a family effort yeah 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 uh, yeah so now we're gonna get into the characters so, and then just a little, I guess, disclaimer, we will be talking about suicide very briefly in this episode. So if that is something that you might not want to hear, just skip like 10 seconds after this. Do know that uh, this is uh, Suicide Prevention Month and uh, you guys uh, ever need to reach out to a hotline, you know, reach out to the hotline. <laughs> You know, reach out to your homies. You know, they're always going to be there for you. And uh, yeah, just find out. You're oh. you're an important human being in this world. No, yeah. No, it's, it's prevention day. Prevention day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And no, don't ever feel like you're alone or no one wants to listen. Whether uh, if it's a month, just oh, reach out. Yeah. You know? Just, um, you know, you always have people there and they'll love you. Just don't be afraid to speak up. And we, we know it's hard. <laughs> if you ever want to call the hotline, 988. There you go, guys. Yeah, it makes so. it easier. They just changed that, too. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. So now we're going to get into the characters. So we have Steve Carell as Uncle Frank, a depressed caller who has just attempted to commit suicide. Tony Collette as Cheryl, the mom. 
I'm assuming Frank's sister. Greg Kinnear as Richard the Dad, a self-help motivational speaker who values winners and shuns losers. Abigail Breslin as Olive, the daughter trying to make it into the pageant world. Paul Dano as Dwayne, an angsty teen who hates everything and everyone and just wants to make it into the Air Force. And lastly, Alan Arkin as Edwin the Grandpa, who is not afraid to be himself. So now, although because, because this is one of the shortest movies that we've talked about, there aren't too many scenes, but within each scene, there's a lot that's like there to unfold. So the first one we're going to, it's literally the beginning of the movie that starts with the song we just played at the beginning of the episode by Devochka, how it ends. And it's just an introduction of the characters. And we get a, like a peek at how each of the characters are, what their vices are, I guess just like what their weaknesses are. And it starts off with Olive just being obsessed with the Miss America pageant and just trying to portray or like trying to mirror their actions because that's what she wants. I think that was a great introduction to her character because it really shows how important it is for her to win this competition or to be part of this competition. Yeah, she's just like so obsessed with it. Like she's just, just staring at the TV. She's rewinding it, trying to mimic the the actions of the character. Yeah, like, like their emotions. And yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, when, like, like their emotion and hand movements. Like she tried to like get everything down to a T. That way, like when she wins, she knows what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, I, uh, Dwayne, who's reading Nietzsche, and I think he's just working <laughs> out right at the beginning. Yeah. And he's just like marking the cross off, like he's like 900 days into. I forgot how many. It's like it's like 400 days into like a a, a vow of silence. Yeah. I guess just to show his determinism. Bro, if I were to ever get into that, I'd fuck up the first day. <laughs> Not even yeah. the first day, probably like two hours in. That takes. Um, to be your sin, bro. I'm talking, talking all day, <laughs> baby. Like, how do you? I guess it's different. He's a. Te- uh, we're led to believe that he's 15 in the movie, so maybe it's like he doesn't need to say much. But when you're older, you have to talk. Yeah. I mean, oh, if you yeah. can, if you're able to. Yeah. And then we have uh the grandpa who is trying to, I guess, kind of help out olive with your dream and is teaching her dance moves but he also deals with drug addiction as we could see when he's in the restroom i think he's snorting up uh heroin yeah they say heroin but yeah and then we have the dad who is uh, we mentioned earlier he's a self-help motivational speaker and he seems really encaptured in what he's preaching but then when the lights turn on in the audience there's only like six people listening yeah and then we have the mom what what's the mom doing at the beginning? She's, she's, she's smoking. Oh, she's smoking, yeah. right? Or driving, she's in the car. Guess, she's driving uh, in the car. Yeah, yeah, picking up picking up Frank from the hospital. She's picking, yeah, picking up Frank, which is the last person they introduce. Which you just see Steve Carell's character looking so grim and defeated in the hospital, and then it just shows the title "Little Miss Sunshine," which I mean, it's like, damn, like if it's not, you don't know right away what's happened, but I mean. But by the scene, you could tell like what went on and just like the way they bring all the characters together with Frank's uh, introduction. It's just like, oh, shit, like, what am I getting into? And uh, I think uh, that's probably like a serious role that I've seen, like Steve Carell around that around that time period. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen it, obviously, the time of. But um, what the office was made in like 2000, a year earlier, a year earlier. Yeah, and, you know, I think uh for 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 uh, Steve's role, it was kind of, it was kind of like still a little bit happy just seeing him being like, well, shit, like, I failed, but at least I'm here now and trying to like just go with the flow. There's um, another mo- there's another movie that he came out like a couple years ago where he plays a similar role, kind of, or it's just a serious role called I think Beautiful Boy. That's such a good movie. Bro, that shit made me cry. Yeah. Um. He. He's a father who has a son who deals with drug addiction and he's just trying to keep helping him out and he just can and he's just trying to be like a good dad and it's just it's a sad movie. We could talk about it another time. But um going into the next like scene, it's when they're having dinner with Frank and Frank's explaining what happened because they're trying to explain to Olive what happened because what what did they did they say? Oh he said he had an accident, right? 
I, I believe that's what happened. Uh, that um, he said he had an accident at work or something like that. I don't yeah, know. something like that. But um, yeah, so like you just see everybody's character clashing at the table. So this is like the first like instance. So we have uh, the father just trying to preach like his self-help to everything and everyone. And then you have the grandpa coming and saying like, what is it with the fucking chicken? We have chicken every fucking day. And, you know, just being like himself. <laughs> the mom's just trying to keep everything together. Olive's just minding her own business. And then we have Frank, who's just kind of like Frank, who just kind of like um, I don't know. He, Frank's just trying to like get used to the family because he hasn't been with them in a while. And then we have Dwight. I mean, we know Dwayne, not Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dwayne who's just silent and he's writing down on his paper and and then and this is something that I like a, lo a lot about this movie too because. There's a lot of interactions between Frank and Dwayne because I feel like they can relate to each other a lot. And yeah. they like communicate really well with each other. And I feel like Frank's the only one that really understands why Dwayne is doing what he's doing. Because he even under he even knows who uh Nietzsche is yeah. and like what he's about. So he he gets it. I don't I would argue he doesn't really he doesn't really get it because he, he does seem very confused by what he's doing. But he's one of the only people that actually just lets him be i feel like the dad is always giving him shit about like being a winner or a loser so i think it's a little refreshing for him to just yeah. be like okay you're doing your thing and then um he also kind of like oh the father he's like oh no i respect what he's doing you know it's like this is step one of the program and it's like he's just trying to impose his own ideas like yeah. you know like at first i wasn't okay with it but i get it you know like we should just let him do what he wants yeah by the way the dad is probably the most unlikable character in the whole show, in the whole movie. He, he is. I did not like the I dad. I did not like him, a fucking but asshole. Yeah. yeah. No, Maybe until he, the very end when we switch this, yeah. At the end, he, he, he realized what he was doing and stuff yeah. like that. And then, you know, he changed. He has the most character development, I would say. Yeah, I agree. He, uh, also, yeah. the son has a lot of uh, character development, too. I mean, he goes through something very traumatizing, and he takes it with stride. You know, I mean, that's true. As much as you can, and then like it, he does make a a really good character development because, like, for the first hour of the movie, he's not saying anything, mm -hmm. but he acts well to the point where it's like you know what he's going through, you know the type of person he is just based off his actions, how he is, and what he does. But yeah. um, so then the next scene that we have is uh, um, and obviously. Olive finds out that she's going to be able to go to the Little Miss Sunshine pageant. And then this is when they decide to go on a road trip. across. Well, I was going to say across the country, but it's just to California. Yeah. Like I said, I live in New Mexico. Yeah. It's Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. New Mexico. So and then yeah. so we have that scene with the grandpa just being himself. It's like the first scene where we get like a an elevated picture of the type of person he's like. And there's like this really fuck, like funny quote where he's like, Jesus, I'm tired. So fucking tired. You know how tired I am? If some girl came up to me, begged me to fuck her, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then he just starts telling Dwayne, like, um, let me tell you something. Don't fuck one girl. Fuck many women. Fuck many women. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, like he's cussing and he's doing all this, like, arguing with the sun. And then you just have Olive right there with their headphones on, which is kind of funny because... Uh, she takes them off. She's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And he's like, "Politics." <laughs> she's like, "Huh?" But appar but apparently, because she was young, the production crew actually made her listen to music so that she wouldn't listen to the fucking the profanity. So she was actually listening to music. So she didn't hear anything. That's funny. <laughs> I did not know that. That's yeah. smart too. <laughs> and then, um, like I like I like I said earlier, there's a lot that's going on in the movie, but there's just a couple of scenes that really stick out. The next one we have, uh, when they finally get to a hotel to sleep, the grandpa's putting Olive to sleep. And it's just like a really wholesome moment. Because I feel like the grandpa, he's very understanding with Olive. Like, he's really, he's like a motivating factor in her life. It is sad. I mean, yeah. um, you know, uh, she, she kind of, she opens up of, uh, of herself also because, uh, you know, the, when they were sitting at the table, 
the dad automatically grabs her and just tells her he's like we need to we we need to know if you're gonna win yeah you know and um it's it's kind of traumatizing for kids like that because you're forcing them to like have the thinking of like we're relying on you on this trip yeah yeah and not not only that but you forgot about the 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 dinner scene or the breakfast scene oh when they're having the diner scene yeah Yeah. and and then how he was like oh like are they all fat and then she's like she was like no like do you want to be fat and he's like trying to be nice about it but it's like he's just trying to soften the blow about what he's trying to tell her yeah very very manipulative he's such a dick and then you forgot about the scene where like um all of us started crying because she was like, I don't want to be a loser because I don't want my dad to hate me. Oh, no, this is the grandpa scene. Yeah, yeah, that was before. Yeah, the, the dinner one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, that was after the after the, the diner diner. But that was before she uh, he's uh, putting her to sleep. So yeah, yeah. Because you said, yeah. Anyways, um, and that's like really fucked up. Like, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure we all have something like that part of our life where we thought our parents didn't like us. Because, like, they want us to be a certain way. Like, but I don't want them to, like, not like me because that's not how I am. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know what, like, what the grandpa said, like, you know, like, you know, you're a winner because you're trying. And that's what matters the most. So you're not a loser because losers won't do anything. They won't even try. Like, they won't even start. Yeah. And, like, he was just trying to comfort her and tell her, like, you're the most beautiful woman I ever seen. You know? And, yeah. like. It's just a really wholesome moment from yeah, the grandpa. Yeah, and he's just trying to like, like you said, like he understands and like you know, he wants all of to like be happy and not let her dad manipulate her, and thinking that if you're a loser, I'm not gonna like you. And I, th- I think this is when we start seeing like the battle of ideas that are within the movie. That you have the perspective of the dad, which uh, thinks that if you're not a winner, you're not worth anything, right? Like. Right. There's no reason uh, to do anything if you're not going to win. And the ideals of the grandpa, which is, hey, like, you try a lot of times and you lose most of the times. But what really matters is that you try it. Is that you're, you're happy while doing it, too, right? That, too. Yeah, it, yeah. It's kind, of a, it's kind of crazy to think about, too, because if you think about it, the grandpa is the dad of the son who's uh, the motivational speaker but if you look of how if you look at how the grandpa is, it kind of makes you wonder what made the dad turn that way. Yeah, I know yeah. there's like this whole thing where it's like grandparents love their grandchildren so much, you know, because that's just like that's just their they get their to, children's they get to children. Their wrongs yeah. of where they where where they I guess. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Of that's what I was thinking too. But um, it's just so crazy to think of like the grandpa. It's like the grandpa's the least person that you would think like, oh, he's gonna have all these like comforting and wholesome moments with the daughter who's like she's in a critical period in her life where she's like experiencing all these things look at this all i'm saying just because you're a drug addict doesn't mean you're a bad person whoa (laughs) whoa. (laughs) well um but yeah and then this thing that we're talking about is the first time you really get to see uh how the dad's like um ideals are affecting the daughter mentally because she's she's going through the ringer in her head because she isn't really sure if she's gonna win and in her head if she doesn't win uh she's gonna lose her um her dad's love which is you know pretty high stakes yeah and uh you know that that scene alone is just it's very comforting because you know she's obviously panicking you know she's worried about if she's gonna lose if of course you know this is gonna be um a waste because of course if she doesn't win then her dad's gonna get mad and um you know and it feels good because you know the 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 grandpa you know as the image is being painted of is that oh well he's a drug addict you know nobody cares about this guy mm-hmm. but um i felt like majority of the movie is like this guy was the the uplifting of every emotion that people were going through and yeah. i mean aside from what you know the conversation of, of uh, in, in the in the little fucking car the the volkswagen mobile even even mm-hmm. when uh when richard the the dad finds out that he doesn't get the book deal he even comforts him he even comforts him and i think that's um uh, that was still during during the road huh? yeah they were still on the road yeah this this was um 
after he calls when they left Olive behind. Yeah. Oh, it's the morning after actually when they're in the hotel because he goes in the night to talk to him. Remember? No, he because like th there's only one scene in a hotel. That's when he dies. Oh yeah, no, but that's the morning. That's the morning. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. Okay, yeah, I see yeah, what no, you this, mean. This, I see this, what you this, mean. This, this was um when they accidentally left Olive behind, and that's when Frank sees his former on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. and he sees a uh, 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 Frank sees his former lover who got left behind for another dude. Yeah. Oh damn, we did we did skip a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, how dare you, Milo? <laughs> no, I don't know shit. I'm just doing no, what I think. <laughs> how dare you? But um, no, that was an awkward moment too, because because yeah. uh, the the grandpa was even like like oh go give me some of those good magazines you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like yeah yeah I got you you know he's all like they buy yourself thing, something <laughs> you know that's the and that's the thing that's funny you know as Steve Carell you know obviously went through like this this horrible situation of you know his love life. He got. He was heartbroken. Else. They're saying that somebody else is a better scholar than him, or like they're awarding somebody else instead of him. Yeah, yeah and then he lost his job too. He lost and his, his house. Job. Oh yeah, yeah and his house. He was living in a hotel, motel. And yeah. then um, you know he goes in, goes into the gas station, gets uh, gets those magazines, <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get myself a slushy. And then uh, lo and behold, as awkward as possible, this freaking recent lover comes in he's like whoa what the hell like you know i haven't seen you in a while and he's you know obviously all confused shocked yeah. you know and then i he, think something too like up until this point i feel like frank was really enjoying himself he was like kind of getting better and then like as soon as he saw his old lover he just kind of like everything just went like downhill you know for yeah him. you could see it dude like how like his he was emotions crushed. like like literally fucking fell through a hole yeah and um you know the the recent lover obviously tells him like yeah you know i'm here with uh his obviously his new uh partner Sh something sugarman his sugar daddy that's <laughs> <laughs> his actual last name sugarman oh, sugar, sugarman oh god and uh yeah so he obviously is trying to hide you know and uh it's funny because like they're you know the guy's just like ton of like oh hey like your magazines are here and uh it's fucking porn mags there's fucking porn mags and just, just like the, the lovers just like looking at him is just like and he's trying to hide it and he's just like, <laughs> and uh and and it's funny because those porn magazines play a, a, another role in the uh, but later um, on yeah. uh it, it's it's sad because you know for him to kind of reach back and feel like okay cool you know Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe, of course, you know, I could push through with this, even though obviously he tried to end his life. And um, he goes back, obviously, to the van. And I think that's where uh, they're, they're they're getting ready to leave. And then they that's do leave. They, they leave without all of They leave without all without all of them. It's funny, man. They're like, you got you, you have Dwayne, uh, Dwayne oh, writing in the yeah, he's note. Yeah, on the notepad. Like, where's Olive? <laughs> they're like. <laughs> she's just waiting outside was she she like drinking something she no she was just standing there like oh, with yeah, her hands on her hips <laughs> looking around fucking olive dude i probably would have been panicking as a little kid dude like what the fuck they left me true <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah that, so then uh we have the well obviously the morning after when olive she goes to her parents room and she's like grandpa's not waking up well, well, before well, you're, that, you're, you're it, missing another part. <laughs> yeah, it, but all that is that's um, the dad obviously yeah. goes Does, to he so he finds Stan Grossman, Grossman, Grossman at, at Scottsdale, I think it was Scottsdale in and, Arizona, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I think that's the realization that he's he's actually a loser, like the fact that like when because he was talking to him like you told me that this was sell that it was a good book. And Stan Grofman was like, yeah. He's making excuses. Well, no, no. He was like, yeah, it's a good book. Like, but it it's is just you. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean is you? It's like, no one knows who, the, who you are. Like, no one cares about you. And that's part of like, like, ironically, he is the loser that he's talking about that people shouldn't be. And then like, that was like, I think where like he started realizing that like, it's just like, it's over. And, and then obviously the morning after is when Allah yeah. finds out. Because yeah. after he talked to, after the grandpa talked to Olive, I mean, he went into the restroom to go snort some heroin. And more than likely, I guess he accidentally overdosed, I would assume. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I was listening to, you know. But um, yeah, and then so we have that scene where they're in the hospital, and there's this moment of unknowing where like they're like, oh, they're gonna try to do what they can to make them better, and then like just shortly after the doctor comes and says, well, I mean, before that, I mean, I think it's sad because. You know, the mom obviously is as stressed as she is. It's not even her dad, but I know. Yeah, I she, feel like she felt more about it at first. Well, yeah. Too. Well, she she's she, everything's family for her. You know, she wants yeah. to make sure that everybody family. You know, you know, the, <laughs> Tom Toretto <laughs> family. And um, it sucks because Frank is not. You know, he obviously he's a little concerned. He's obviously a little sad. Dwayne, you know, he's, he's kind of just like whatever. He's but, older. But he's old as, enough to as realize. You would think what's going that on. the dad would probably be really upset or sad. Yeah. But he's in denial. He, but yeah, the moment that he starts getting sad is when he sees his body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's where he's just kind of like, fuck, man. Like, and I think one of the reasons the mom was probably the saddest about this death it's because uh throughout the whole movie the mom is like one of the ones that is trying to hold the family together yeah like throughout the whole movie she's the one that is trying to bring everyone together as a unit and when the the grandpa dies i in my opinion she just feels like damn like this that i can't i can't the way it's supposed to go like damn and then like even they they had even said earlier when they tell uncle frank that he is using heroin she's the one that says like you know we've tried interventions and everything and it just doesn't work so it's not like even though he's kind of abrasive the grandpa and how he talks and what he says she actually did care about him you know and she just yeah. wanted to just keep the family together you know because yeah. drugs we we're a drug addict you know in that sense to the degree that he was using it's like it wasn't so out I there mean, that we it didn't was know about his family. health problems also so yeah, yeah he was old too he but um old. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, so you know they, they're just having a hell of a drug. They, they just have a, uh, they're just having a family moment when they find out that the grandpa died, and then they go see the body, and that, <laughs> and then the dad's like, so uh, we'll do this later. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah, with the consultant, and then she was like saying she was not having it. She was just being a b-word about it. <laughs> I mean, but she made a pretty. She's doing her job. Point. Like she was like, "You're not the only family that's like having someone who died today." Right. And then that's when they're like, "Okay, now we're being the we're being you know the asshole about it. It's, yeah. it's not her." I mean, you know, she was just doing her job. She's just doing her job. And then, I well, what I love about this part too is when he saw his dad, and they were like, "We're gonna have to cancel the trip." He started taking on what his dad was doing. That's that's when a cover development happens and he starts switching his attitude like, no, we're going to do this. My dad would have wanted us to do this and finish this for all of we're going to do this for him. We're going to do this for all of. And then so that I think that's really cool that like, you know, that's like a really like pivotal point for him. Not only like him losing, like talking to Stan girlfriend and tell him like you're a nobody. No one cares about you. And then losing someone that you love in your life. It's kind of like obviously it changes somebody. Yeah. So I think it was a really, really uh, good, strong, strong scene in the movie that I don't know a lot of people will probably notice. Yeah. But that was the shift for him that like clicked it off. Yeah. And, and you know, the family were kind of just like, no, like, what the fuck? Like, I like how the family was just like at some point. All right. Fuck it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, then. It took, <laughs> yeah, it took yeah, them like yeah. two times. And then they're like, <laughs> OK, all right, let's do yeah, it. <laughs> so, so, what we're talking about is they decided to take the body. And put it in the back of the van instead yeah. of like trying to find a cross it uh, straight instead of like paying or waiting to have to get it delivered to because they she said like oh you need a permit to for the body to cross straight yeah. uh, state lines i wonder where they were exactly though uh, i think in arizona still i think they were yeah. in arizona yeah so. okay oh yeah, yeah you're right you're yeah. right yeah, in arizona because yeah, she was like oh we still need to get to california so uh, well, I understand what you're saying, Chris. I think this is not where he switched up yet. I think in this moment in the movie is when the, the dad doubles down on his ideologies. Because um, he realizes that uh, when his book wasn't successful that he lost, uh, <laughs> when, he, uh, when he lost, he refused to be a loser. Instead of being a loser, he decided to be like, nah, you're the loser. You were the loser for giving up in this movie. I'm the winner. I'm going to keep fighting it for this. The book. Yeah, the, the book. book yeah. My bad. The book. So when he sees that the daughter cannot win and she's going to be a quote unquote loser, 
he decides to double down. He's like, no, you're not going to be a loser. We're going to be a winner. We're going to keep going with this. So I think uh, he doesn't necessarily change his views in life yet. He just kind of doubles down on, oh, we're going to be a winner no matter what, even if that includes stealing a body from the hospital. Yeah, because even when he sees the dad's body and he was like, God, dad. And that's when I think he says something as part of his program. He's like, no. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. Or he yeah. says something along the lines. Those goddamn but nine I, I, steps. Yeah, nine steps, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we have this whole scene and then they're driving and then um, they get pulled over by the cops right after, right? And that's where the poor yeah. magazines play. It's because the horn. <laughs> the, yeah, oh, yeah, the mind, horn. And mind you, it's too... Uh, very famous characters from uh, Breaking Bad. I know. Got, I was tripping when I saw that. We got motherfucking Hank coming in. Oh, yeah. we got Okay, so uh, Grossman, <laughs> the the PR guy, I guess, for, I for Richard. Exactly who he was. Uh, we have... Uh, what is his fucking name? I, I, his I name. think he just has connects and knows but he, well, but, he, but, but he's Walter White from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Brian Brian Cranston. Cranston. Oh, yeah, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Play, and then, playing as Stan Grossman. And I, ne- but I never really watched... I never watched... Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad, but you probably watched Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, no, but I know Brian's cast because of that, and not only that, I know Hank because like I mean, there's so many videos on the internet like recently, yeah, <laughs> or not not recently, or memes, the memes, the, the minerals just, or whatever, just, yeah. <laughs> just just in general like about Breaking Bad, like you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. you you probably know one or two characters, like I know about Skyler, I think. Skyler, people, yeah, people yeah, be like, oh, she's a, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I only know that because it means, but that's off topic. Continue. But uh, yeah, so they get pulled over by the cops and. Who is Hank from Breaking Bad? And then Richard steps out of the car and he kind of... No, begins he, he pulled... He, uh, well, before they get pulled over, um, something happens uh, along the lines when they're when they're he driving. Got cu- he got cut off. He got cut off. Yeah. And he, he honks at the person. <laughs> and the, the honk uh, in the car or the horn beep. just starts, you know, continuously beep, uh, beeping or, or keep honking. And, you know, <laughs> the wife's like, well... Try to do your best to like cut it off. He's like, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> and you know they're driving, and then that's when the the cop decides to pull them over. Played played by Dean Norris, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right. There's, there's his name. Yeah. And so they get pulled over. You know the cops, and, and, and out of all the cops, it's a motorcycle cop. Oh yeah. yeah, which is an issue because we have to remember they have the grandpa's body in the back of the van so i feel like the tension in this scene is already set super tense so So, yeah so they get pulled over the cop is talking to richard and he asks him to step out and right from the bat he starts incriminating himself basically saying out loud (laughs) oh don't go to the back of the van and he's like like why would you say that (laughs) he's like you know you've given me probable cause right and then he starts going to the back you can't see the grandpa because he's covered in like a sheet, but he ends up opening like the the, the trunk the trunk of the van, and there's like a moment of like, fuck, they're gonna find them out, but and and kind of like a a gift from the grandpa in the afterlife, the porn magazines that he asked for earlier <laughs> <laughs> fall out on the floor, and we find out that the cop he's like really into that he's, he's like a big weirdo. fan <laughs> a big fan i just love when he's like scrolling through the he's like yeah yeah i like that <laughs> i'm a big fan of that one yeah, it's like, it's a big fan of this <laughs> and then when he gets to the, the, the gay one? porno the magazine, gay porn and, and he's like oh I'm, I'm not into that you're like you're like you, you can keep that one um <laughs> <laughs> and you know the dad's all confused he's like what the fuck just happened yeah and you know he's and he oh, just like the, co- the <laughs> wait the cops like like oh so you got a family and some stuff on the side huh <laughs> <laughs> like, i like that <laughs> yeah so he he doesn't know those bodies because of the porn do you yeah. think you think that body would have started smelling at that point? i think we talked about this because yeah, i think yeah you guys th- throughout the whole movie when we were talking about the uh grandpa's dead body was just like when does it start smelling bad yeah or they're driving in the heat that 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 van does not and have that, AC. And, and that for sure does not have AC. That that's true. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I wonder if they, you know, obviously smelled it. But lo and behold, you know, they they get plot, through it. The two, da- two words, Brian. Plot armor. Plot, uh, plot armor, exactly. 
and um, the dad has confused. Like the, the, the wife's like, "What the fuck just happened?" He's like, "I don't know." Like I'm just no. He's I'm like, just, he's like, "I'll <laughs> tell you when I regain consciousness." <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we're getting to. Uh, I believe it's right after this when we. When Dwayne realizes that he's colorblind, it's right after this, right? Yeah. 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 Olive is playing. Uh, I think she so, got some. Uh, yeah, those like pamphlets. pamphlets. Yeah. yeah. While they were in the hospital, she got the colorblind pamphlet and she was asking there and then, like, does they want to know they're colorblind? But, like, obviously, you know, they're worrying about the grandpa. But, yes, yeah. continue. But, um, yeah, so she's just playing with uh, Dwayne with the pamphlet. And at first, it's the one where it's like, oh, he has 20-20 vision, the one where you're supposed to point like your fingers a certain way. Yeah. yeah. And then they get to the colorblind test. And then it's like a, I believe a green A and like an orange background. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. And then she's asking Dwayne like, what's this? And then he starts shaking his head like, no. And then she's like, you don't see the, 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 green, the green A? And he's like, no. And then that's when uh, Uncle Frank's like, Oh God! And then, but it's uh, so weird the way he says it, cause like it's like kind of, like it's not sad, but he's like, dude, you do realize like you're not gonna be able to go join the air force, right? Right, right. Yeah. But before that, uh, Uncle uh Dwayne is like, he's like, what? Yeah. And then like he like Uncle Frank takes a while, but he's like, fuck it, he, fuck he, like, this kid. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like you're colorblind. Yeah. You, you can't fly airplanes because yeah. he wants to join the air force. So and then he starts freaking. Bro, he starts having like a full-blown panic attack yeah you know and uh he, he's telling him like pull over or like uncle frank's telling him to pull over and like he's like starts punching the van and well, all this uncle shit frank, the dad yeah oh yeah, yeah. The, but like they're telling the dad like pull over pull over he's like i'm trying i'm going and oh, yeah, then of the vehicle problem <laughs> yeah. and then they pull over and then he steps out or like he like goes down like a hill and he just breaks down and he just fucking screams he just lets it all out yeah and he just he essentially breaks his vow of silence. Yeah. yeah Mind you, I, I know we skipped this, is that uh, the bus does... Oh, well, not the bus, but the the, the vehicle, the van, does have an issue. The clutch the doesn't work. The clutch yeah. doesn't work. So it was, it, it, was very di- it was diff- very difficult for the dad to try to pull to the side. Yeah. But I think it was also because they're on the left side of, of the lanes. Yeah. Um, so for, obviously, once they get to the side, you know, he starts yelling out like oh screaming out obscenities insanity and uh (laughs) i think him breaking his vow of silence shows a lot because once he realized that like his dream of becoming an air pilot was like not possible like his whole worldview is like broken because he he lets out a lot He, he tells how much he fucking yeah. hates his family because that they're fucking horrible people the losers yeah they're, they're losers so and he, I, he was like saying uh frank try to commit suicide dad a uh, bankrupt and yeah. then i forgot what the oh, divorce. Divorce. He says divorce yeah well yeah. i mean even then like be, before that uh Dwayne was uh uh when they were in the hotel before uh well, he was died, listening to them argue he, yeah. he was happy hearing them argue and you know Frank was like, oh, you don't have to listen to that. Here, just turn on the TV. But he legit just turns off the TV and he's like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want yeah. to listen to it. He just starts smiling. Yeah. yeah. So this makes me wonder that part of the reason why he had like a bow of silence is because in his mind, he always thought about everyone in that family as losers and himself as a winner because he was in the track to become a pilot. Um and he just didn't want to say anything. So he, just, he would just rather stay quiet for the whole movie. And once his world came crashing, he was like, fuck that. Like, you guys are all losers. And I'm telling you this because he realized he's also a loser, quote unquote. I think he him, just ratioed himself. Yeah, I think him breaking his <laughs> silence shows that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, obviously the mom trying to do the best as what mom does, trying to get him uh, to, to go, go with them. Because he's saying, them. like, just leave me here. Yeah. And um, the only person that made him change his mind was his little sweet olive. Little sweet yeah. olive. And uh, yeah, she goes down, and then she doesn't even say anything. She just kind of puts her arm around him and just kind of like kneels next to him. And then it's like there's like a a short span of silence, and then he's like, "All right, let's go." 
Yeah. Well, he apologized for what he said. Yeah. After one well, go he up, did, yeah. after, well, he's to everybody. He's kind of like, I didn't mean what I said. Yeah. I was upset. It was in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And, and then, then once again, they can't start the van unless everyone pushes it together. <laughs> I think the van is like so funny. Just like it they have to like each and every one of them have to. I mean, it's first, obviously, uh, Olive, because she's the smallest. And then, of course, the mom. It was the grandpa before he passed away. Yeah. But I think uh, I think the van, it's a, it's a good point because they have to do it a lot. It's a good point in the movie at, e- at each point that they do it where it's like something bad just happened. And there's no way to get around being away from each other other than like having to push the van together. So it's like it kind of keeps coming back to where it's like. It doesn't matter if something just bad just happened. We have to work together because we got to keep going or yeah. else we can't get anywhere. Yeah. And I think it's such a smart decision to do the van because they can't keep moving forward in the journey unless they're all together, which is like. Well, I mean, they don't have much of option. <laughs> yeah. It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's Ryan. a metaphor. I know. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Kudos on. to the writers on that one. I think it's very, very smart way to show that. So, yeah, they're finally getting on track. They're going back to the pageant and then like they're. You know how it is driving in LA. They see yeah. the hotel and they're getting on the off ramp, but then they start going in the opposite way of the of the hotel, and they're like, "No wait, exit!" And they're like, "I can't exit. This is an on ramp." You, you, you know, you know what that reminds me of? I don't want to dox us, but right there on the freeway, you know that new. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, six yeah. Or five <laughs> to the ten. So you, you, you just doxed us. Okay, yeah. We live in <laughs> wait, where? Time, <laughs> That's not much of a dox. Yeah, we're chilling. That's just, just it's a uh, you, you know the the six oh five. So let's say you're going towards like uh, the sixty, but instead of keep going, they made that new ramp that like. Maybe oh. like five months ago or like yeah. five years ago, sorry. Five yeah. This is the most ago. California conversation we had. And it, 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 like, it's the same thing. It's like, it, it, like so that's why I was so confused. California's not going to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when I was, when I was looking, sorry. like, when I was looking, it was like, what? But didn't you see like the, yeah, the ramp yeah. goes this way? But I mean, you know, uh, it's dispense your disbelief or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we finally, yeah, they, they, they get off the freeway and they, they start driving through a parking lot, but it's a dead end. And then he's like, I can't stop. And then they go like in a circle and, and he they just says, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> and they drive, they drive through like a fucking sidewalk. And he's like, where's the entrance right there? And then they pass it and they make a U-turn and they finally make it. But by crazy this crazy po- ass turns, man. And then they break through the fucking, what is that? The security. Oh, the security thing that goes. Yeah. <laughs> by that point, they're already 15 minutes late. So. No, they're like five minutes late or something. Okay, they're five minutes late. But when they park, Uncle Frank starts running to try to make it on time. And then they get there and it's 3.15 and the I guess like the representative doesn't want to let them in, saying that it's an advantage if they let them in later. Which, 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 fuck, first of all, fuck that bitch. Honestly. Because the guy that... Kirby, the, the, the man oh, himself, yo. Kirby. Oh, yeah. boy, I will hey, die for hey, this I man. I will die for that man. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby says, "Oh, it's only like five minutes. I have my laptop." I'm like, "Bitch, you have a laptop Let's to go. sign in these children. Like, how how are you gonna make it such a fucking issue where it's like it's just signing them in?" And then yeah. even when he's doing it and he's talking to the dad, he's like, "Oh, it's no worries. It's just five minutes." Yeah. <laughs> but then he also says. This is the last time I'm doing this, so I don't care. Oh, <laughs> he, said, he says, um, I'm not working for these people next year. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Kirby is just the 100% A1 dude. Which, Hell yeah. he, well, before we get into the whole scene of like uh, like the actual pageant, I think it's so funny because uh, all, the girl, all the little girls you see in the movie, they're actual people. They're actually girls in the pageant. And what they do and wear is exactly their routine. But it's so funny if you think about it, because like they're doing a movie basically, well, not literally, but like they're just shitting on pageants and what they stand for, and yeah. like they actually let themselves get shit on. In a I way. mean, I don't think I think they, they would probably have thought, oh, like, cause I'm pretty sure they wouldn't tell someone that, and you know, and just be like, they accept that, you know, it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna talk shit about the uh, beauty pageant? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Like, we'll be part <laughs> of it. I said they're like, oh, I this is part of good publicity about like you know the pageant, you know, that's what's probably going in their head. So yeah. that's why they, I just thought that was funny, but yeah, I didn't even know that. But like, so you know, they they make the the triumphant, uh, um, they make it arrival. Yeah. They make it. Olive starts getting ready. You know, they start. They they, do they take her? They do. They're like, look, you got to get ready within like can, can the I, next ten minutes. And I just say that when they're walking through the back, 
like the process that these little girls are going through makes me really uncomfortable. Hey, Barry. Bro, and when, when, when there's Barry. that whole scene, I literally told you, I was like, this is weird. We like, have to talk about it. I'm like, three dudes. These beauty pageants <laughs> are so fucking weird, bro. And I think the movie shows that really well. I mean, I, it's, I think that's like, it sucks because like, I think for those things, aside from this, I think it's like, obviously the mom's fault. But yeah. then it sucks because the kids are, the, they're motivated into it. But it's just really creepy because at the scene, uh, I think I think it's the dad. The dad tells uh, he he talks to the guy. I think he's like some biker guy. No, oh, no, no, the biker guy. When he's in the yeah. crowd, and, and, and he yeah. asks him, and he's like, he's like, oh, uh, do you have a kid? Do you have a kid? And he has. He's like, first time, and he's like, yeah. And he kind of just like shrugs puts him his, off. Yeah, shrugs him off and puts his ear on. It's like. Yo, what the fuck? That are, guy's a but, pedophile. Uh, yeah, I was gonna ask that. Are we led to believe that that guy's a pervert? Yes, a hundred percent. first I thought I like because like, that that gets you thinking. Like, bro, are these motherfuckers just going to like, like these like beauty pageants and just staring at kids? I mean, not even just him. Also, like the host of the beauty pageant. The host. What too, a weird like the way he creeps. sings. Like, uh, you, you know, um, that guy was supposed to be a parody of an actual announcer. Like oh, a literal, really? like, like, like he was literally imitating how like an actual announcer was. So oh, weird, bro. Uh huh. Oh uh, fuck! Yeah. I don't. Know. He looks weird. His face is all tan. <laughs> it was just, it was, yeah, dude. It was like so, like oily. Yeah. So Like when a light would hit him. But, but you, it, oh, yeah, go for you, it, Brian. You go, you go, you go, you go. Oh, no, I was gonna say. I was just thinking about this right now. Like, um, I think about what you were saying, like about how like these children are kind of. Cause it's an event, dude. Yeah, but like the, the way that these children or like these little girls are kind of like motivated by their the most more than yeah, likely the mom because like you can't tell the kid oh yeah no we don't want to put like put you in that situation because there's a fucking creep and yeah. it's like these kids should be doing what they want to do but like there's got to be restrictions man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I was gonna say, um, it kind of reminds me of, like all these moms are basically like they embody what the dad is trying to like promote onto his children yeah. where yeah. it's like Oh, you know, like you're here to win, you know, don't be a loser, you know. So they're just kind of I feel like a that's why it kind of transitions when he's in the when he's in the crowd and he's just kind of like watching the show go and as the show goes, his like mood goes like from like super happy and then he's like like what the fuck did I put her into, you know? She's going to get judged. Well, he's not the only one that's like that too, you know. Uh we have Dwayne and uh Frank. Frank, they're yeah, just kind of like talked about it when on the pier. Yeah. yeah, when they're on the pier, I, they're I, just I like, like that scene a lot when they're yeah. talking. Oh, yeah, think, that's when they're talking about life, life. Yeah, and I think this launches, uh, like, the main message of the movie, right? Where, like, both the dads starts realizing that, what, what the fuck is this? What it takes to be a winner. And yeah. where Dwayne is, like, oh, like... Sometimes li- winning ain't all. Yeah, and uh, when Dwayne is, like, oh, like, uh, life is, uh, like, a beauty pageant. Everything is a competition about being a winner or a loser. I don't want to be a winner under other people's conditions. And I think this is like when the movie like puts it in stone, like the way to be a winner on life is to be a winner on how you yourself consider to be yourself a winner, not on the other people's parameters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, and that's, that, that's a really good uh, point in that. And you know, in this situation, you know, we have Dwayne and Frank, um, they're on think, the pier talking I think Dwayne yeah Dwayne tells him like you know why he he did what he did yeah and was it was it something that um, what what it was it gonna resolve it for him and um, I think he I think Frank kind of just opens up and just says like um, you know you just sometimes you just gotta like move forward and you know He's, he basically says, uh, I think Dwayne says, I wish I could sleep until I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying to look up the quote. I, I got it right here. The the one with Frank. Re- About suffering? Yeah. Yeah. So he basically says, this is what Frank tells Dwayne. He's talking about the 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 scholar that he's a. Uh, or the, that guy, Proust, whatever his name is. But he's talking about him. He's like, Mar- any Mar- it's, uh, something Marcel? Proust. Mar- Marcel Proust. Prost? Prost, whatever. Yeah. But he was like, anyway, he uh, he gets down to the end of his life and he looks back and decides that all those years he suffered, those were the best years of his life because they made him who he was. All the years he was happy, you know, total waste. Didn't learn a thing. 
So if you sleep till you're 18, uh, think of the suffering you're gonna miss. Yep. Vex. Yeah, that 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 holds a lot of truth behind it. To like some sort of degree, at least, you know. No, it does because um, I guess just to give an example, it's like if somebody lives their whole life, if somebody lives their whole life, and like peak condition, everything's handed to them, it's so easy. What are they gonna learn? You're not gonna learn anything. And like, I, it sounds corny to say this, but like, if you look at people who like get it out of the mud or whatever, people say like they grind for what they got, you know. You gotta go through something to really appreciate what you need or what you're going to get in life. The struggles in life. There's beauty <laughs> in the struggle, yeah. you know? And I think this is the point where I disagree with the movie, you know? Um, like, the movie is trying to say, you know, like, suffering, like, makes you, like, learn or whatnot. I think uh, me as a person, like, I am who I am despite what I've been through, right? Like I, I, agree, am, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I am the person that I am not because of my suffering, but the spice of it. So this is a point in the movie where I kind of disagree a little bit, but, that, what, that, but I know where it's trying to get. That, yeah, that's why I said, like, it, there's some truth to behind it to some sort of degree, because, like, you do learn a lot from your from your pain and suffering, but it's not the only way you can learn, you know? Yeah. There's other Absolutely. means. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's why I said to some certain degree. This is for the movie. This movie is for those people who only believe that <laughs> you are who you are because of how you struggled, but it's like a wise man said, sometimes you just got to lay your nuts in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we have to move on to like the final scene where Oliver is going to do her routine. Which uh, is like the craziest part. Of, well, no, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens yeah. in this movie. But this is like one of the most. <laughs> if you've never seen this movie, you don't know what you're going to expect when she starts yeah. fucking dancing. To Rick. She starts I mean, dancing to Rick James. <laughs> you know, and that's funny because, you know, Dwayne, I, Dwayne and... Uh, Frank, Dwayne and Frank, you know, they, 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 after they have their little talk, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, the run. And the, I mean, I did forget, by the way, uh, there's a scene where both the dad and Dwayne uh, try to talk uh, or out, tr- of it. out of it, you know, to because, the mom. Yeah, yeah, to the mom, because I think this is the point where they realize when in their head. And this is the point where I think the dad really changes his perspective that life is not only about, about winning being and a losing. winner yeah because he he doesn't want olive to be a winner under the conditions that the beauty pageants uh are putting on to her yeah he wants her to be a winner on how she believes uh it is to be a winner on her own conditions and i think this is when the dad really realizes it's not about being a winner it's about being yourself and i think this is the movie what the movie ultimately is trying to say and it shows through the routine at the end because everyone in the crowd when they were seeing Olive's routine were they're like getting up and walking. Yeah. They're disgusted, horrified. Except for except for the I mean the the one of the judge. So yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Miss the, the, California. The pre- Miss California. The, the previous. Yeah, um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I think one of the she and was Kirby like, and yeah, Kirby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Kirby was like, "Fuck this place." This yeah. Yeah. And I, got, well, I feel like Kirby for, was kind of like like hell yeah like this i never lit. seen like this is lit. Like, <laughs> like you know it's not it, it's not the same shit yeah you know and, and we're not we're not trying to like say that the pervert like approving of it is a good thing <laughs> but he, he was like he literally stands up and he's like yeah, yeah. Actually, stops performing. My, my, my perspective <laughs> of kirby was like bringing it down to a flame because like he said they're crazy and he yeah. loved that they were like all, like all those people were like kind of like What's going on? What's going on? And he's just in the back, like, yes. The one who starts clapping at the yeah. end. Well, I mean, you you you, you got to see also. There's some parents that stuck around and they were cheering and they're yeah. like very little, very, not all of them, <laughs> but very little. But um, you know, the weird part where like, well, it's not really a weird part, but like the lady's like command uh, commanding the the, the securities or yeah, the, the host, host to get to, her, like, get her, and like take her out, and then uh, you know, they automatically. You know the dad's like don't you touch her don't yeah. you fucking touch her <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know they eventually you know he's he's like in the middle of the spotlight and then he's like fuck it yeah I, i'm i'm going with the flow yeah and then the at that point the family just kind of goes up and starts uh like dancing with them yeah All right, just just to, just to bring it back a bit um we forgot that he called the morgue about i mean it wasn't really a like uh a significant scene scene, but like yeah yeah, for people yeah the body they get picked up (laughs) (laughs) just want to put that out there all right (laughs) yeah but yeah uh 
and I think them dancing together really once again even more solidifies that they're even though they're yeah quote-unquote losers uh, in everyone else's eyes in themselves they are the real winners because they're the ones that were like at the end like happy and enjoying themselves yeah and i'm led to believe that if the grandpa were alive he would be up there dancing yeah, with them too yeah, yeah agree. because he taught her the dance moves yeah he would be high as fuck up there fuck yeah, yeah <laughs> hitting He'd that probably have a heart attack so, on stage <laughs> so okay my question to you guys what did you get out of the movie milo um it's something i wrote down but it's it's not something that's portrayed throughout what? the whole movie are, are we all, are, are we all at the end of the uh, okay just because i don't want to say it then it's like you we have more to say. no 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 yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. so my question is to milo right now it's going to be all of you guys but milo like i said what did you get out of it what do you believe that you le learned something or you know well i wrote a couple things down specifically two things the first part of the movie it's a whole lot about winning and losing but something that i thought was the emphasis of winning only leads to having high expectations and if you don't win, you feel like shit later in life if they're imposed on you at an early age. And second, why fit in when you were born to stand out? Which this is like the corniest shit ever I could mm -hmm. say. But at the end, like Olive didn't fit in. She stood out and she was a better person at the end of it. Yeah. Of it. I yeah. mean, the whole family was like, you know, yeah, yeah. they're all very eccentric characters. Yeah. What about you, Brian? What 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 do you take away from this movie at the end? I think, for me, uh, uh, the the way that I evaluate and I, I and I still evaluate this in everyday life is that you know, just be you. Yeah. You know, be you to like you know don't change for anybody. You know, make sure that you know, you don't have to make impressions to anybody. Yeah. And that's 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 how I feel like that 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 movie is about. How about you, Beto? Yeah, well, I don't think it's like maybe the deepest movie, but I do think the ultimate message is like, as long as you're a winner in your own eyes, you don't have to settle down for anyone's social opinions. Yeah, just be yourself. And I think it really shows it at the end when they run through the security fucking shack and just <laughs> smash drive off thing. into the yeah. Yeah. They just smash pitch. through that thing. They're like, oh, we're not stopping for anyone. We're being ourselves <laughs> and we're happy doing there, it. <laughs> it's kind of like what uh, Dwayne says at one point. He's like, you do what you love and fuck the rest. Exactly. Yes, and I think, sir. and you know, a lot of sad things happen in this movie. But at the end of the movie, I was like, ah, I feel good. This movie made it me does feel leave happy. You make you feel, like, yeah, it yeah. does make you leave the movie. It lets you reevaluate the things that, you know, yeah. just be yourself. What you're doing, you know, like you, you feel like, oh, like I got to, you know, make sure i gotta do a good impression or for like whatever daily tasks that you're, you're, you're quote unquote assigned yeah and you know sometimes you know obviously you don't want to fuck up whatever you're doing but <laughs> you know sometimes it's just kind of just rolling with the flow yeah all right so what now, about you chris what yeah, do you think we get to do you so have any final thoughts roll, please i i, I have <laughs> a different take actually yeah i think it's like it's not also about just being yourself it's also about taking the punches like mm -hmm. and like just like going through with it and having a good time like you know like like one way to put it is like when the grandpa died and they still try to make it work or like you know olive didn't win and you know they got basically ex excommunicated or whatever they want <laughs> yeah. to call or, or like Dwayne saying like i'll fucking find a way to fly yeah even like, though i'm colorblind yeah and it's like it's like it's just like enjoying life you know like they were trying to do their best and enjoy it as much as they can and you know that's what i that's what i took out of it the, like not the first time i seen it because i was way too young to understand but like the second time i seen it when i watched it with christian it, and it was like it, well beforehand i i watched the movie before christian then i watched the movie again with him name and drop I, name drop and um and they were like he was like well what's the movie about and it's just basically what i said it's like it's just about like rolling with the punches and then you know just trying your best and then you know that's what i took from from it you know it's a good movie i think it's a good watch you know uh, yeah it's not the deepest movie but it's a really damn good movie it is a great movie yeah it makes you feel Just, real yeah. I'm, I'm very appreciative that like you know you brought it up you know because yeah. it, it's everybody goes through certain obstacles in life or of course different roads some of them are not paved as better as other people's but you know it, it's still to the end of the day just everybody goes through the same shit you know again it's not the same short uh you know situations but you know 
it's how you come out of it that makes you that person yeah all right guys well that was bust candid and critical letting us let us know what you think about this movie in the comments and uh, <laughs> uh thank you for listening yes yeah, so as, as we mentioned at the beginning this is the first episode of season two and for our next for, for our next episode that way you guys are prepared when we talk about it we will be talking about the truman show Let's Ooh. go. I, I do want to touch up on some things before we do go. Um, we are recording on September 10, 2022. Uh, it is Suicide Prevention Day. You know, once again, you know, we have the hotline numbers the 988. 988. If Remember, reach out to your homies. Family. Talk to your family. Remember, you DM us. We'll listen to you. We'll listen to you. And not only that, but I feel like we should have said something about this from the beginning, too. Also, being a, a, if you have a, a drug addiction, you know, you're not alone and you also have friends, you know, and family that could try to help, you know. Um, yeah, you know, just, you know, people are worried. and then they Look, first you. of all, just don't die. All right. <laughs> I want you to be here. Listen to my voice. Listen to <laughs> all of us. If you're listening to this and you have the, I guess, the ability to. Just know that we also have the ability to listen to you. And listen, Papa, Papa Brian loves you. Look at that. <laughs> Get a kiss in the floor. Once again, this is Buzz Candid and Critical. My name is Milo. I'm Beto. I'm Chris. And it's your baby boy, Brian. Thank you, you for listening, guys. Day, guys. Hasta la vista. Woo! Later. Peace.